Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil Camero here with episode 242 of the Tutor Podcast, the Monday Money Show for anyone in the business of helping people through teaching, tutoring or coaching. As always, I'm here to share ideas and insights I've had, borrowed or stolen during the 23 years or so I've been in business and from the tens of thousands of pounds I've invested in training and education and to pass it on to you in a no-nonsense, no-BS way. So, let's get on with it. Today I want to talk all about pacing and leading. Now, if you've never heard of it, you might want to know what pacing and leading actually is. I came across this when I was training in Neuro Linguistic Programming, or NLP. Think of something like uh, Paul McKenna leans very heavily on NLP, and I've trained with Paul. He's a fantastic person to be around, lovely man. I think of NLP as being applied linguistics and psychology working on the patterns of human behavior. NLP was developed principally by Richard Bandler and John Grinder in the 70s at, I think it was University of California. Bandler was a mathematician and an information scientist, and Grinder was a linguist. Uh, I've trained with Bandler at the same location I was uh, training with Paul McKenna, and he's an amazingly interesting chap to be around. You really are in the presence of genius. Anyway, enough of that. One of the strategies they sort of developed and codified is pacing and leading. And I use it all the time as a teacher because it's a great way to gain rapport and trust with students and their parents when used properly. And it's also exquisite in that it allows me to take an unmotivated, tired, stressed out, messed up student and move them into a better place in which they are much more likely to learn. So pacing and leading is essentially two things. First part, pacing. This is where I move myself close to or into the state the client or the student is in. This is me trying to connect with them as they currently are. You can think of it as falling into step alongside someone a friend, perhaps, whilst you're walking down the road. It just makes everything easier if you're walking in step. And humans tend to do this by default. Uh, this may require some close but very subtle observation of the student and the adoption of their state. And I always look at things like breathing state, the way they breathe and the rate of breathing. So they're breathing high in their chest. I'll move my breathing into there. If they're dead in the diaphragm, I'll be there too. And I'll move my breathing rate to theirs. I'll adopt their state of excitement or lethargy. If they're a bit down, then I'll drop down to their level. I might even adopt some of their posture, 
the way they sit, the way they stand, the way they move, and even some aspects of their language. The whole point here is to establish a good connection, strong rapport, because people like people who are like them. And remember, this is only a temporary condition. You're moving into their world of crap so that you can begin to lead them out. And it's a simple process because you can easily and unconsciously influence them by just changing your own behavior into a positive state. Try to, a few test moves or test sequences, if you like. Maybe start to breathe faster than they are and notice that they'll go with you on that. Because when you change your own state, you will cause them to change theirs. So when I've got a, a depressed or a sad student, I'll move into their world and then bring them back into mine so that they're uplifted and empowered and capable of learning. So if I get stressed adults, you know, guys who, you know, they've got, they're taking an hour out of the week for themselves to come and play guitar with me. And oftentimes they'll arrive as total stress cookies. I have a, a wonderful, wonderful guy, a corporate lawyer who comes for a guitar lesson, arrives absolutely jacked. And I calm him down in about three minutes to a point where he's serene and relaxed. And it's why I was told last week by one of my guys who runs a very successful business. It's it's like coming to a therapist when I come here, only a lot better. Only if I've got him into that calm, relaxed state is he going to learn anything. Once I can do that, I can modify their technique, say, on the guitar. I'll always play with correct movements and invite them to imitate how I play on a conscious level. But more than that, I'm doing on I'm doing it on an unconscious level by leading them, by showing them that example all the time. It's it's both a covert lead and a very strong, very overt lead. But I'm okay with being overt. I'm also very okay with leading because I'm always leading. It's my job. I have absolutely no problem with being prescriptive because that's what I get paid for. Oftentimes I'll, I'll lead them by changing their language. Essentially, I'll take what they've said and just modify it very slightly so that I can undermine the thought process that produced that language pattern and replace it with something that works better for them and gives them more choice because that really is the whole point of this is I want to give them choices to give them the ability to develop better ways of doing things for themselves. Now, I know that some people say this is actually manipulative and of course they are right. It is manipulative because it's my job to change people. That's what teachers do. As a teacher, 
I know that if they leave the session with me unchanged, I've failed them. Now, manipulation is really, I would say, almost shadowed with a dark, sinister overtone. Now, this is just a semantic or linguistic issue. Um, I much prefer the term influence, which sounds way more positive. So, if you say manipulation, yeah, it sounds a bit sinister. Influence sounds a little bit more nicey-nicey, but they are the same thing. It's really all about the intent or the perceived intent behind it. I'm happy to manipulate someone for the better for them. But some people don't like that word, so I'm also happy to influence the person so that they have more choice, more of what they want. Now, as with any tool, you could pace and lead with ill intent. But I assume I'm talking to normal, healthy professionals with a genuine desire to help people to do better, not a twisted douchebag with a dark agenda. So here's how it goes. When little Zoe shows up after a tough day at school looking tired and washed out, I enter into her state. Synchronise with her. Then I take charge. I lead her to a better place by changing my state, effectively dragging her back into a more positive condition, a more positive state, a more energised state so that she can learn better. Of course, the more often she's able to do that and the faster she can do it, it becomes a skill. She may not consciously do it, but she'll acquire it subconsciously. This whole pacing and leading process might take a few minutes, but it's worth it. Otherwise, I could be spending the rest of the next hour sitting with someone who is out to lunch, dead tired, stressed out, depressed, demotivated and incapable of learning. I have to make the change that gets them into a state where they can get some value out of the session with me. Otherwise, well, what's going to happen? They're not going to learn anything. They'll get demoralized and maybe they'll quit. Maybe they'll tell someone that I'm not a very good teacher because they never learn anything. It's not my fault they show up in a, a messed up state. But it's my fault if I leave them there. So when Richard arrives after locking up his business units for the night and driving like a lunatic to get his guitar lesson on time, he's a stress monster. And I have to move him into a calm, receptive state. A state where the business stuff isn't in his head anymore. Where he's serene, relaxed and can learn. And the process is the same as it is with the little schoolgirl. Become like them. Then subtly shift to lead them. To move them into a more conducive state by going there first, after synchronization. And it works better than anything I know. It certainly works better than trying to coerce someone into paying attention or cheer up or calm down. You can't 
badge them into a better state. I mean, that's just nuts to even do that. But I know a couple of students who've had, and some students who still have, tutors who are just like that. And as with any skill, use this for the benefit of your students and your clients. I guarantee you'll never be called out on it. And what happens is that they'll often say things like, I don't know what it is, but I always feel better when I get to my guitar lesson with you. Or coming to my guitar lesson makes me feel so much more relaxed. It's like the minute I pick up my guitar, all the stress falls out of me. Now, guys, this is business gold. It's like you have a magical power to make them feel better, to learn faster and enjoy the process. Now, ask yourself a question. If you could bottle that as a product, how much of it could you sell? And how much would you charge for it? I guarantee if you could do that, there'd be a long line of buyers stretched out down the road, round the corner, over the river, along the high street with bags of cash desperate to buy that stuff from you. Now, I can't bottle it. So until I can, I'll keep on surreptitiously making people feel better as they learn to play guitar and understand music, as they pursue their heart's desires and ultimately help them to become more of the person they want to be, at least on the guitar anyway knowing that it will in some parts spill out into other aspects of their lives that be beneficial and positive for them. That's why I use these tools, these techniques, things like NLP, hypnosis, the way I work with language and posture and kinesthetics and everything rolled into one. I want you guys to do the same. So, in a nutshell, pacing and leading. Enter their world connect with them and then gently lead them and transport them back to your world so they can do better. Guys, let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. I'm here to learn as well as share what I've learned so far. So do get in touch. It's email. Here we go. Info at neilcamero.com or you can find me on Twitter where I am at Tutor Podcast. If you like the show, hit the like button, subscribe to the Tudor podcast, maybe leave a review, download all the episodes, and I'll be back next week. I'll be bringing more ideas and tips to help you to start to grow and to love your tutoring business just like I do, to have more fun, be more of a positive force in the world. I do hope this podcast has got you thinking and has been some help to you. So you can stay useful, stay positive, have fun, make more money. And of course, have a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media. And the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses.